Welcome to His Beloved Catholic Podcast with Kendra Bartlett and Megan Copeland. Hey friends, welcome back to the His Beloved Podcast. I'm Megan. So I have a question for you. Do you ever just meet someone and there's something different about them and you're like, whoa, I need more of that. (laughs) I need to get to know them more. The Holy Spirit is just all around and flowing in that person and there's something special and set apart about them. That is our guest today. Her name is Teresa Stevens and Kendra and I tell the story about how we met her, but oh my goodness, the first time we met her, we just knew like this is a woman who we need more of her in our lives and we need to learn from her and sit at her feet and let her teach us and mentor us and guide us. And so that's what today is. She is the director of the Mercy of God Prayer Center, which is at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Austin. And she is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to inner healing prayer and deliverance prayer. And Kendra and I have been on a road for the last year to learn about these things, and it has completely changed our life, completely changed our prayer lives, the way we look at God, the way we receive His mercy and His love and His grace. And we have watched so many people walk into these prayer sessions bound up with shame or sin or regret or heartache, and maybe even people who didn't know they were carrying any of those things and they walk out with freedom. It's amazing. And I honestly believe it is a movement that God has given the church because He desires the freedom of His people. We were not made to live in chains. We were not made to be completely bound up by guilt and shame. Um, and, And this is a way for Him to just see His people, to let them hear His voice, to show them their hearts, to heal their hearts, and to just draw closer to them. And it's fantastic. I cannot speak highly enough about this form of prayer. And so it was such a gift today to get to sit with her, and I hope that you enjoy, Teresa. And if you are interested in receiving prayer, which I believe everybody should, because we all carry wounds, we all have pains from our childhood or from past relationships or friendships that cause us to have fear now or cause us to be held back or have reactions about things. These are just opportunities for the Lord to to heal those parts of our hearts and draw near to us. And so I highly, highly recommend that you go to the Mercy of God Prayer Center or there's a ministry in Austin called Healing Hearts. And just contact Kendra and I if you're interested and we will hook you up with a um, prayer minister for you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy. Hey, friends. Hello. Hi. So today we are on location again. We are at the Mercy of God Prayer Center with Teresa Stevens. And I have to tell you, so you want to say hi? Hello. Hi. (laughs) So we got to meet Teresa through our um, healing prayer training that we were a part of this year. And you came in one day and you were bringing books or something to sell for an upcoming event. And you weren't really there to, you know, be one of the trainers or anything. (laughs) And you just like came in with this like wave of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you started talking about identity and all these things and, and, 
and your five minutes turned into like this beautiful, um, this beautiful speech. And Kendra and I looked at each other and we go, we need more of we her. We need in our to life. know her. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're gonna, this needs to happen again. Yes. We need to hear more of her heart. We need, this needs to happen. And then every time you would like pop into our training, we were like, yes. Uh, (laughs) give us all just give us all your words tell us all the things because every single time we were blown away by you so we thought we had to share you with our people and we're excited about today i she Teresa has a um beautiful history and experience with inner healing prayer and is beautifully trained and just is a vessel for the holy spirit and um speaks beautifully about identity and all these topics that we just feel like we need more of yeah yeah all right, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, all that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, well, let's see. I grew up in Illinois mm-hmm. uh, on a farm. Oh, oh fun. I can spin all kinds of farm yarn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, I got married and moved here all in the same year. Mm-hmm. I bought a house, got married, moved here, changed jobs, all of that. Uh, 25 years ago so i my 25 year anniversary is coming up in three four weeks june 7th yeah so i'm excited about that i hope he is (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure he is is. (laughs) i don't know some days (laughs) once your kids are grown you know they're all teenagers right um so we were uh i have three kids uh my oldest is 20 um, I just is 24 <laughs> and my middle one is 22 and my youngest is 18 getting ready to graduate yeah. and so we're actually in that transition piece yeah of, yeah okay everybody's gonna be out of the nest soon yeah. and um, what's that gonna look like for us and mm-hmm. uh, go from there but yeah yeah I've been here for 25 years just yeah. got involved in the church and um, How long have you been a part of the prayer center? Part of the prayer center for 15, okay. 10 to 15 years, I guess. Yeah. Wow. And you're the director of the prayer center, is that correct? Or yes. You, okay. Yes. And the, the Mercy of God prayer center is actually on the campus of St. Thomas More. I have been a big, you know, I, I come to St. Thomas More a lot. Uh, my kids went to school here for four years. I never knew this existed. <laughs> so I feel like it's a secret that we yeah. need to like get out to the world, that there is a prayer center where you can come and be prayed with. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like and, and they've redone this building and it just it's a beautiful place. Yeah. It's Happy very to be peaceful. Here. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in several places. So oh, you the, have? Okay. Yeah. So we are actually forty one years old. What? Um, forty one years. Yeah. Wow. Hard to believe. Yeah. But yeah, we've been around for a long time. Um our founder, Jenny Antea, started uh this prayer center forty one years ago and God has wanted it to grow, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants it to be alive, no matter yeah. big or small, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they've been in four or five different places and different levels of um, of how big it's been or how small it's been. It's gotten small, and then it gets big, and then yeah. it's got small, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's just like the wave of the Holy Spirit for when it's needed, but we've always been here. Yeah. And how long have you been at St. Thomas More? We've only been at St. Thomas More for three years, three and a half years. So that must have been right as we were like transitioning out before COVID. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, right before COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had just gotten everything renovated. We got up and running. We started the classes and then COVID hit. Okay. So we were like running at full speed. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Well, we never stopped. Yeah. We just 
moved everything online yeah. and we kept going and so mentioning classes real quick you want to give our listeners just a glimpse of what takes place here the different things that y'all do sure real quick um uh our main ministry is uh, father wheeler's program our spiritual growth and inner healing which is a 28 lesson 28 step program actually like when you go to chirp or mm-hmm. to one of these retreats and you mm-hmm. get excited you get to know jesus for the first time and then you get like propelled into ministry and you're doing that and and then you're kind of like start limping like mm. what's next now what? and yeah. what's mm-hmm. next and really um they called our program we changed the name for a little while to next step because it really is the next step in your spiritual growth mm. it's the original program name is spiritual growth and inner healing but we started calling it the next step because you start to really dive deep Mm -hmm. you you dive deep into the scriptures it's it's very ignatian based in looking at the scriptures that what's going on in jesus's life and comparing that to what's in my life Mm -hmm. and what does jesus have to say about that in my life where i'm at and so um each of the topics it's a different topic that helps you to dive deep into that and what's going on in your life you know, one of the uh, one of the topics is the healing of relationships, mm-hmm. and it talks about uh, you look at the the relationships in Jesus's life, and then do we choose what God has chosen for us? Mm-hmm. So, do I choose my husband, or do I keep hoping he'll change? Do I choose what God chose for me? Do I choose my children, or do I compare them to mm-hmm. other people's children? Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you get to our age and, and your kids are growing, you're in that part of your life where you're letting go of your ideas of what you want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> because they're yeah. these great people of what God wants them to be. And letting them go, that that's kind of a hard little transition, that control mm-hmm. thing. And in that, we, we tend to put a lot of pressure on our kids to be a certain thing, mm-hmm. to, to either be in sports or... Um, you're going to go to college or you're going to do this. And we put a lot of pressure on them, poor guys, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. that. And so in those relationships and in that lesson, I had to ask myself, am I choosing what God has chosen for them or am I choosing what I choose for them? Mm-hmm. And um, I went into my my son and I, I went through what the, um, what the uh, lesson was and I said, you know, out of all of the children that are your age that are like you i would still choose you mm. just as you are mm-hmm. and Haiti teared up and he's like i just have felt like i'm not living up to your expectations and mm. all these other things and for him to know that i choose him yeah however he is um was huge yeah, for him powerful. in that moment but that's how the lessons really really take you deep into your life it, it healed something there mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize I was doing or needed to fix and every time I've done that I've done this course now three times and every time the Lord strips something away from me and gives me a beautiful wow. rose instead mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like okay he, he's just molding me and changing me and it's a it's life-giving no matter how many times I do it I'm in the scriptures every day I'm talking to him and each of the lessons, you know, what does he say about repentance? Who do I need to forgive right now? Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, just a constant conversation with him through the course. So mm-hmm. you grow spiritually every time and you heal 
a lot of things that you didn't even know need to be mm. healed within yourself in that in those in that program. So that is like the main program. Um, wow. But then we also take that further by you know when when God heals us you know, you can't help but want to share that. Mm-hmm. And so we also have been learning how to pray with others for their own inner healing. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we do prayer sessions with them and we help them realize the truth and bring Jesus into mm-hmm. where they're troubled or where they're struggling. And what does Jesus have to say about that? And he always shows up in mm-hmm. amazing ways in mm-hmm. those prayer sessions, which you just walk away going, oh, God is so real and he's so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That you can't... Um, you can't just not love him yeah. or who he is. I mean, just the essence of him and how he comes in. So that's always super exciting. So we do prayer ministry. We do spiritual growth and inner healing. And then um, we have a lot of spiritual directors that do spiritual direction mm-hmm. um, here on campus in our um, in our chapel. Uh, and then we have a lot of other classes going on, the people that want to go on right now. The group that just graduated from our spiritual growth and inner healing classes, they're going to be doing a, a study on um, Ignatian spirituality and the, oh, wow. the discernment awesome. of spirits. And so that's their next thing. It's just, where's God leading us? Yeah. That's awesome. What's next? Well, and people are always looking for spiritual direction. Is mm-hmm. that is this somewhere they can contact to look for a spiritual director? Actually, they can go to the diocesan website okay. because people are all over and there are so many spiritual directors yeah. out there, actually. I feel like that's the biggest question, though, is no one knows yeah. how to find them. <laughs> so the diocesan website, that's... Yeah, you can go on to the diocesan website and okay. just Google... Just, um, um, put in the, uh, like the, the search bar, the search bar mm-hmm. uh, spiritual direction, spiritual directors. And there's a whole document of like 60 spiritual directors. Wow. That's awesome. a lot out there. That's great. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's good cool. to know. All right. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Okay. <laughs> She's like scared. It's okay. Don't be scared. Okay. 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 We're going to just, let's see. Okay. Okay. Um, what app do you use the most other than maps and, you know, Google search. What app do you use? What on cool app phone? do you use on your phone? Maybe? It would be Hollow or Amen. Mm. Oh, um, I love Hollow at night. The the examine. Mm-hmm. I love it to pray. I, you know, just to listen to it. And as I go to sleep, I'm listening to okay, his soft voice of you know, look back on your day mm-hmm. and, and where was God in all mm-hmm. of this. So I love kind of falling asleep with thinking about where I was with God. You know, some nights it's That's like good. okay, I wasn't really there and I get to sleep but, okay okay I but I give it to you who's end. your favorite voice on there kids can't you pick your voice of like who you like to listen to I, I think, think there's so. different people that record specific things. Oh, there's, okay. Yeah. There's people that I heard Jonathan Rumi's is, is the best. Yeah. The one who plays Jesus. Yeah. I've heard that but too. But then some others are like so know, Sister slow. Ooh, yeah. Sister Miriam. I Matt Fred has recorded a few Does he things. Have some? Yeah, there's quite a few. Do you have the subscription to it or just the, the I free, did. free part? I did. I've kind of been back and forth between okay. the free and the subscription. Yeah. And I I've been wondering Chad if I should jump into the subscription. Yeah. But it's neat. It's really good. Amen is free. Amen. Okay. Um, I like about it, like you can play any of the scriptures of the day or you can, it'll ask you, how are you feeling? Or is that the hollow one? I get them mixed up. There's <laughs> one of them. It asks you, how are you feeling today? And you, you, by all the little faces, you press it and it'll go, oh, here's some scriptures for stress. You know, like if you're pushing, oh, wow. here's scriptures for courage. Here's scriptures oh to goodness. build you up for, yeah. I don't remember which one it is. It's in one of those two apps. That would be and so good for my daughters. My, I was going to say, I'm going to put that on my kids' yeah, phones. Like, yeah. So I click on it and then it gives me a, yeah. a little reflection on courage uh-huh. or whatever. And wow. I'm like, oh, that was good. That is so cool. My daughter has, there's this big thing going on at school and it's a big decision that's going to be made. And the decision's going to be made on Our Lady of Fatima's feast day. 
and she's mm-hmm. freaking out about it. And so I said, why don't you pray um, her novena? And she goes, oh, okay. And she runs off. And then she comes back and she goes, I don't know how to pray novena. And I was like, <laughs> she's okay. So cute. Back up. <laughs> like, I thought I taught you that, but okay, maybe not. And so then I, I showed her how to pray the novena. And then she keeps coming back and asking for like scriptures about anxiety and things yeah. like that. That would be so good for her. Yeah, I would love be, that. Yeah. I gotta find that. that would be okay. Really good. Yeah. Figure out it's, which app it is and put it in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's a good spy code name for you? Spy code name. Oh. Um, Hmm. That's hard. That is hard. A spy code name. Um, flying bird. Oh. That would be it. I like that. Okay. Because I just love the Holy Spirit. I so. like that. That's awesome. Okay, last one. If you were to devote the rest of your life to philanthropy, what cause would you choose? Mm. Ooh, philanthropy. I think I've already chosen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you live your life like so that too. already. Uh, <laughs> I think so too. Well, yeah, just... If, if I could live to a cause, it would be um, for every kid to know their identity mm. and to be strong in that mm-hmm. and to not lose their way. Mm. And, mm. and if they knew who they were, all of these things and doubts and school and problems and, you know, yeah. kids that, you know, just feel lesser than mm-hmm. and their self-confidence, the self-esteem. If I could do anything, it would be for every kid to know how valued mm-hmm. and special they really are. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so perfect segue. Yeah. So tell us, <laughs> the very first thing you said to us when you came in that day is you you told us about our identity and our um, the way that we were anointed in baptism for mm-hmm. a certain purpose. And Kendra and I have been, this has been a swirling topic in our heart for a while now is identity. And we're really getting to the point, I mean, if anybody listens to this podcast much, they know we talk yeah. about it a lot. Like we're getting to the point where we're realizing that there's an identity crisis, not just yeah. among our young people, but also grown women, men. Like, there's yeah. so much of our heartache that's happening in the world is because we don't know who we are and whose we are. Yeah. So when you started speaking that day, we were like, "Yes!" I'm surprised yeah. we didn't like stand up and start clapping. <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> I vividly remember wanting to yes. shout, "Amen!" <laughs> we're like, "Yes, this is this is this is what we need here." So tell us, <laughs> tell us all the things. Well, we don't know who we are. Um, because, you know, for instance, Eve, right? Mm-hmm. When she was first deceived, you know, the, the enemy told her that um, if you eat this apple, then you'll be like God. The scriptures mm-hmm. say, the scriptures already say, you and I were made in the likeness of God. Mm. So she didn't need what, to eat the apple to be like God. She didn't need to eat the apple mm. to be like God. She already was. Mm. We already are. Mm-hmm. We don't, that's what we don't know, what we already are, because we've been listening to the enemy's lies for so long. We don't understand the root of our baptism and what is in our baptism. Mm-hmm. When we're baptized, we're baptized as priest, prophet, and king, right? Mm-hmm. In the, um, I'll read that. The, um, the Catholic Catechism says that Jesus Christ is the one whom the Father anointed with the Holy Spirit and established as priest, prophet, and king. But the whole people of God participate in these three offices of Christ and bear the responsibility for mission and service. Mm. So as when we're baptized, we're baptized as priest, prophet, and king. What does a priest do? A priest is given the authority 
to of sacrifice at the altar Mm -hmm. in the temple right well we are temples of the holy spirit we give that sacrifice of ourselves Mm -hmm. when we put ourselves on the altar when we surrender to the lord us Mm -hmm. he can work amazing things through us right Mm -hmm. and we're prophet we can hear what the word of the lord the lord speaks to us in order that we can go out and share and know his mind. He speaks to us. We were mm-hmm. given that at baptism. We can hear him. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't think we can, yeah. we can. Yeah. And King, we're royalty. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you're royalty. Do we live like royalty? No. Mm-hmm. In, in, as royalty, we have the authority over everything on earth. When, when Adam and Eve were made, they were made to um i'll read that scripture (laughs) um then god said in genesis it says then god said let us make human beings in our image after our likeness Mm -hmm. they were already made Mm. in his image we are already royalty right there let them have dominion over the fish of the sea the birds of the air the tame animals all the wild animals and all the creatures that crawl on the earth god created mankind in his image in the image of god he created them Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and the sea, the birds of the air, all the living things. So they gave us, this is the original commission for us. Mm-hmm. He, he told us to do three things. One, be fruitful and multiply. We are already in his image. We already have everything we need to do that. Take territory, go out, fill the earth, mm-hmm. and then take authority over it. You have dominion over that. Mm-hmm. But that's not how we live. Mm-hmm. We don't live as royalty. We don't live that right. baptism. And and we are called to be that light of Christ. We're given a candle, right? A candle at our baptism that says and reminds us who we are to go out and take authority. Go out and have dominion. Go out and be the light of Christ. Where the light is... There can't be darkness. It's mm-hmm. two separate things. But the enemy comes in, and he knows that we're that light. So what does he do? He wants to diminish us. He wants mm-hmm. to put that basket over us so that we can't yeah. be what we truly are. Mm-hmm. So we don't live to the truth of who we are in his image because we we don't we believe the lies. We yeah. empower the liar when we believe the lies. He doesn't have any power except what we give to him. Mm-hmm. And that's where we live so much less than who we really are. Mm -hmm. If you knew you woke up in a palace and you knew you were queen and you knew you had authority, (laughs) I think you'd have a little bit demeanor, a little bit better demeanor Mm -hmm. of of things than Mm -hmm. um, I'm just a poor, lowly servant. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough for that. I'm not, you know, and and we believe the lies that we're not good Mm -hmm. enough. That's Mm -hmm. what he tells us from the very beginning. He told Eve, you're not good. You're not good enough. Yeah. You yeah. have to earn it. That is the first time that performance based mm-hmm. mentality came into play. Mm-hmm. Because Eve thought she had to perform, do something to earn what she already was. Yeah. So we don't have to. We already have it. It's already in us. Yeah. We have all of the gifts that we need. Yeah. And this isn't saying like, you know, we have full authority to do whatever we want. It's saying like we get to live in the knowledge that God has created us for his purpose and on purpose and that we get to 
not live in a place of fear and a place of hearing the lies all the time and a place of Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough, but in a place of resting in his goodness so that his mission can be done in us. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because what happens is the lies are so loud that the lies become the truth. Mm-hmm. The lies not become the who we are. It yeah. becomes what we yeah. live. And and it's not. And, and so we don't to break that. that down is so, it's going against everything we've believed for so long that this, we create this false image of our identity in our minds. Mm-hmm. And God's saying like, that's not who I it's made you to be. You are. That's not who you are. You are so much greater than this. So much more mm-hmm. than this brokenness that, that you're allowing to take over your life. And I feel like I'm seeing this in my middle school girls right now Mm -hmm. and all the girls around them. They're just trying so hard to figure out who they are. And the world is throwing all these lies at them. And there's all this performance that has to take place. Mm -hmm. And, and one performance leads to the next and leads to the next. And then before long, they've like, they're, they're so uncomfortable in their own skin (laughs) Mm -hmm. that they can't rest in any type of, you know, on any type of identity and authority because they're just, they've forgotten completely who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you start looking at the culture, you're, you know, when you have a culture mindset, your, your mindset is, I need to be what they are. Mm-hmm. I need to be this. I need to be that. I'm letting them define me. And they're all thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, bar to which yeah. you are, you've made it, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah, when your mindset changes uh-huh. to a kingdom culture, mm-hmm. that kingdom culture of, I already am loved. I already am what I'm supposed to be. I am given everything under heaven that's in the heavens mm-hmm. that came through Jesus when he said, what's, what's mine is yours. What's the father is mine and what's mine is yours. Go out and make disciples of the nations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody is called to share the truth of who they are. That's the good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So earlier you mentioned, you know, that when, when you begin to hear the lies over and over again, that that becomes your truth. Mm-hmm. How can our listeners maybe um, take a step back from that and see what is lie, what is truth, and to begin to operate from that place of fully his? That's hard when you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not rooted in Jesus, if you're not rooted in people that have a kingdom culture, mm-hmm. and you stay rooted in a place of this culture, this this current culture, it's hard to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lived in that all my life. I was brought up in that. But when I pursued my own inner healing. When I pursued what does God have for me, and I brought that into confession, I brought that into um, prayer in community, mm-hmm. that's when God started changing my mindset. When I started hearing the truths, when you start studying scripture and you hear the truth, mm-hmm. you can't help but be transformed mm-hmm. because Jesus comes in and transforms you right there, right yeah. then. So... Anyone that wants to start this journey, it's it's a place of going, wait a minute. First, I have to be aware there's something going on here that I shouldn't be believing. Mm-hmm. Then you have to understand what you're believing and why, and then take action. Well, where do I go? Yeah. You know, and it's 
going to Jesus is the perfect place. Mm -hmm. Going to Jesus. And how do I do that? Join groups that already know. Places like Encounter that are on fire to tell you the truth of who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That want to spread the news. Yeah. You know, be in community. You don't have to be alone. That is a lie of the enemy right Right. there. You can't do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that voice was in my head for so many years. And I'm, I'm in my 50s. And it took till I was in my 40s to go at the end of my 40s <laughs> for me to go for all of that to be broken yeah for jesus to come in and to stop that voice all the years i grew up with that voice is me mm. i didn't know that voice wasn't me yeah the, that telling me the lies that yeah. you're not good enough you're not pretty mm. enough you can't do this you're you know you're not smart enough not enough i'm like enough you know yeah I had a, a teen girl tell me one time that she went to, um, this is a sweet girl that I knew very, very well. I was her teacher and got to spend lots of time talking about faith with her. But she had gone to a counselor and the counselor told her to put a bean in a jar every time she had a negative thought. And the first day she had like 172. Wow. And I thought, I can't even imagine living in a brain that is, you know, like that's mm-hmm. so painful. But I know it that's true for so many Mm-hmm. Even grown women, like you're saying, like even well oh, into your forties, like constantly hearing yeah. these negative thoughts all the time. I pray and with people in their eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went to a I went to a give a talk on identity, and I was sharing with someone how to pray um, imaginative prayer and to have a conversation. Just have a conversation and encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And first, I, she was like, "I just want you to know," and I was like, oh, "Okay, what's she gonna say?" <laughs> Uh, I have done my prayers. I've memorized my prayers all these years. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm going to get it now. And, <laughs> uh, and she goes, and then she started to cry. Mm-hmm. And she said, I never knew I could pray like this. Wow. I never knew I could have a relationship like this. <sighs> when That's what people don't know. It's yeah. a lie that Jesus is alive and he's real. And people don't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. don't believe the Bible, but the Bible is truth. They, they base what the Bible says based on their experiences mm. instead of basing their experiences on what the Bible says. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's two different things. Mm-hmm. It's a different culture. It's a different mindset. Yeah. When you start basing your experiences on what the Bible says and those truths, it's what Jesus did. The, the enemy, the devil took him to the mount, right? Mm-hmm. And tried to tell him, I'll give you all of this if you just worship me right and every time the devil tempted him jesus answered with scripture he answered with the truth yeah and that is all we have to do it's so simple and yet we don't know it Mm -hmm. that it's like i want everyone to know i know here's the truth yeah the truth don't believe those lies my life's mission is for people to to know how deeply he loves them and to experience that in that place of prayer yeah and i'm like i just want you to feel what I feel, you know what I mean? It's one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there, I think. But oh. yeah, once you've encountered him, yeah, you, yeah, there's no going back. There's no going back. Yeah, you and can't, you can't keep quiet. Exactly, yeah. and you can't sit on a fence anymore. Right. No, I can't be right. like this chameleon of well, maybe I'm on this side of the fence and maybe I'm on that side of the mm-hmm. fence. It's like no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the things that are coming to me right now. Um, so Megan and I have been praying about. Um, just our next ministry event and and everything. And one thing that is on our hearts is um, more of a day long event for women Mm. called find your fire. And this is our secrets. I know. Just to get ready for this. But everything you're talking about 
is, is just leading me back to that of like, when we come into this place of identity, coming to know him and he tells us who we are and that's where we're fed our identity. Mm -hmm. Um, then you find your fire and you go and you go yeah. and, you can't um, stop it. and I just want to, uh, for you to speak into speak what it looks like to, <laughs> I said, that'd be a really good team. It would be. <laughs> My mind just started going to ministry. Okay. Carry on. It's Sorry. Okay. Okay. No. Um, and that, okay. That thought partnered with, um, like with him, I, I'm just, I don't know, just seeing a quiver and how it's full and those are our weapons and, um, and nothing can take those things away. Nothing can, um, dull the blades, you know, like mm -mm. we are fully equipped mm. with the fire that he has given us to go. Um, so what do you think about all those things? <laughs> I Holy Spirit. think when Jesus was baptized, I uh -huh. told you guys this that day, when Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened. Mm -hmm. All of the spirit, all those gifts came down on him. To me, that blows my mind. That mm. spirit is the same spirit mm -hmm. that's in me saying yeah. all those gifts that came into him at that moment when he said, what is the father's is mine? All of that came into him in that moment, right? Mm. And then he says, what is mine is yours. And when we're baptized, all of those things are given mm. to us. Mm. Yeah. You know, and nowhere in the scriptures does it say that, okay, the, clo the heavens closed back up, the spirit went back up, and right. nobody heard from God again. No, mm -hmm. they stayed open. They are open above us. That's what he did. He opened the heavens. Everything that there that is in heaven is given to us. And we have that in us when we're in our baptism. God says, you're equipped. You have it. It just needs to be awakened. Yeah. Mm. It needs to be for people to know and to believe that this is real. Mm. This yeah. is real. And unleashed in a way. Like sometimes I feel yeah. like we keep the Holy Spirit at bay. Right. And we keep him, you know, closed off. We stay comfortable. We stay, well, and it's scary, right? Yeah. It, for some people, it can be really scary, yeah. but it can also be thrilling and exciting and it, it is beautiful like there's so much if we actually allow the holy spirit to take control of our lives and direct our steps it it's it's amazing mm -hmm. it's unlike anything else there's well, nothing and, like it and think about it it says in the bible right when peter was given the keys he was told the gates of heaven shall not prevail mm -hmm. against you so where's the fight yeah where are we allowing the fight to be we're allowing it to come to us, but that's not what, what it's meant. Mm -hmm. We're meant to go to the gates of hell. Ooh. We're meant to go <laughs> out against the evil here, now, today. Mm. They will not prevail against us because mm. we are equipped. We are given the Holy Spirit. We're given everything we need. If we step into our authority, our God-given authority, to roar like a lion yeah. <laughs> against it, to not say, I'm mm. not going to believe these lies anymore. When we change our mindset to become a kingdom culture, a royalty, to go out, take our God-given authority and go, no more. Mm -hmm. yeah. No more. I'm going to live in this. No more. I'm not going to believe it anymore mm. no more lies you're not going to put a bushel over me mm. oh that's so good well one thing i keep thinking about is um the healing prayer training that we went through and and you are amazing <laughs> healing prayer we've gotten to witness her pray with people and it's absolutely beautiful but one of the things they talked about is it, a lot of it is walk, working through lies right the lies of the enemy renouncing those lies but then they talked about and every single prayer you're pouring back into the person mm -hmm. 
the way the Lord sees them and their calling as the beloved. Mm. And it was so powerful for Kendra and I because here we have a ministry called His Beloved. <laughs> and we named it that because we feel like our calling is to tell people that they are the beloved. And then we kept having these um, talks come up that we were wanting to share with women about the lies they hear and how to dispel those mm. lies. And it was just, it all came together in this beautiful way for the Holy Spirit to speak to the heart of His people. Mm-hmm. To actually one-to-one have this connection with with this, with this His beloved that He dearly, dearly loves and doesn't want to see people walk through pain anymore. Mm-hmm. So can you share with us a little bit about healing prayer and, and what it is? Sure, yeah. You know, and that's funny because that's what we call the people that come here. We've called for 41 years. Oh, really? Jenny started that. They're the beloved. Oh, I love that. I love the people that. that come here are the beloveds, and we help them encounter Jesus. And so in, <laughs> in healing prayer, basically what you do is... Um, a lot of people ask, well, what is this? Right? Yeah. And uh, my husband's real afraid of that word, I think. Yeah. Well, they're like, like just, well, it sounds scary. What are they going to know about me? Yeah. Right. Or what, yeah. What's going to happen? I don't know. Well, you know what? Yeah. And some hurt is so, so private. And right. It's so, there's so much entangled with our hurt. And, and those um, seven deadly sins get rooted in there, mm-hmm. you know, in that wound, in that place, there, then, our pride holds on, our identity, all of these things. And so to go to that is kind of scary for a lot of people. Sure. But we don't, you know, we when people come here, it's basically what's on your heart. Yeah. You know, let's just come as simple as, you know, I'm just having a hard time and I'm feeling depressed. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's going on? And and what is Jesus? Let's, let's talk to Jesus. What is Jesus going to say about that? Jesus, I said, just close your eyes. Well, Jesus asked Jesus, Jesus, what do you want me to know? What do you mm-hmm. want me to know right now about this depression? And we just facilitate a conversation between them and Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all about them encountering Jesus and Jesus's truth. So first, again, they have to recognize what's a lie because they don't even know. They've lived with it. They've lived with the voice for so long that's become their truth. They don't right. even know it's a lie. So mm-hmm. what we help them do then when they start talking about what their story is, we listen, you know, let them share. A lot of people just really need to be listened to. Yeah. Yeah. To be loved. Mm-hmm. Really. If we do nothing but listen, yeah. Yeah. That that's an act of love. Mm-hmm. You know? And then pray nothing but, okay, the Father loves you. This is how the Father sees you. And sometimes that's all it is when we start. It's just we listen and 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 say a prayer of of this is how the father sees you Mm -hmm. other times people open up more um and then we'll bring jesus in and say well what does jesus say about this what is jesus these are lies okay what is jesus true what truth is jesus giving you and then they can just when they hear the truth from jesus that lie goes away they Mm -hmm. can't believe it anymore because jesus Mm -hmm. has just told you the truth yeah right and so then we just pour the Father's love into them in prayer mm. after that. Um, I had one lady come who had come for prayer, and we didn't even know. You know, we knew that she loved the beach or whatever, so I was like, okay, well, let's just, you know, pray. Where's Where's Jesus in this? And um, she was having, she was very visual, so she could see Jesus come to her. And uh, I said, well, what is he doing? And she started crying and says, she, he's holding me at the age when I was first abused mm. and telling me that that's not who I am. Mm. Wow. And so it's those moments. I mean, I never know what's going to happen in a prayer session. Right. There's no prayer session that's ever the same. 
Yeah. Um, because each time Jesus does something so different, yeah. you know, because we all have a lot of wounds and we don't unpack that all in one session. Right. We just go where Jesus wants to go today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does he want to heal in you today? Where does he want to come? And so mm-hmm. that's kind of a description of a prayer that's, session. Yeah. Yeah. Old, I guess. yeah. Now, I just have this kind of image in my mind as you're talking of like Jesus just walking over and like taking someone's hand and just guiding them into this place in their heart and kind of like showing their heart to them and saying, look, this is where you've been hurt and this Mm -hmm. is where I want to heal you. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of placing that heart back in and then just anointing them with who they really are. Yeah. I know as you're talking, I just had this like vision in my mind of that going and, and, and that's, I think that's what happens in a lot of these prayer sessions is just Mm -hmm. like, it's like, he's just directing the prayer facilitator towards like, this is, this is the place yeah. and this is how much I love you. And this is how it, it hurt my heart to see you in this pain. And, and then people leave with a lot of freedom. Yeah. There's yeah. a freedom at the end. Yeah. And I think for Kendra and I both, it's become, it's like one of those things, like once you encounter something, you experience it, you can't ever go back. Yeah. Right. We, like, I don't think we'll ever be the same Mm-mm. from, from we, what we were a year ago before we had heard about healing prayer. Yeah. Um, because it's, access to part of our own hearts and our own stories and the way that we relate to people now. Yeah. And we desire everyone to have that healing experience because we see the beauty and the fruit of it. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's powerful. So tell me again, what was the name of the, the priest that created the program that you guys run? Uh, Father James Wheeler. Father James Wheeler. So it's Father James Wheeler and then Dr. Bob Schutz and Neil Lozano. It's like the Lord was just really putting in these men this yeah. healing desire for his people. Mm-hmm. And, and, like and before the, Bob and before, and that, before um, Neil, there was the McNutts. So Francis McNutt uh-huh. was a forerunner of this ministry way before really? all of that came. Wow. Yeah. And so the McNutts, the Lynn brothers, I was telling you that uh-huh. earlier. Yeah. The Lynn brothers, the McNutts, um, they were friends with Father Wheeler. Okay. And uh, that was kind of like all 41 years ago. This uh-huh. was, again, uh-huh. this, so then there's a new this wave like the with Dr. Wave. Bob. Okay. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and Neil, and and they they come and they put light to it so that people can really understand it. And I love mm-hmm. that. I love their, their healing heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In different ways of looking at, you know, unbound and deliverance mm-hmm. and what that is and looking at inner healing with, mm-hmm. you know, because people don't understand too, there's different types of healing prayer, right? Right. So there's physical healing prayer, there's inner healing prayer, and there's mm-hmm. deliverance prayer. Mm-hmm. And so deliverance prayer is just simply... Um, changing your mindset from a place of darkness and the enemy to a place of light. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all about um, dispelling the lies, Mm -hmm. bringing in the truths and the Father's love. Can Mm -hmm. I, I'll just give a tangible example of that and then I would love for you to kind of explain the other two. Um, But just this past week, I was just in a funk one day and Mm -hmm. um, it was in the morning and I was walking out to my car and it was, it was just one of those things where you can't, you can't pinpoint it, mm-hmm. but it was affecting everything, yeah. you know? And, and so because I've been through this training and have been opened up to this world, I was able to take a step back and like, Lord, what is at the root of this? Mm-hmm. And as I prayed into that, a couple of things popped up. Then as I will, I was able to like pinpoint a couple of things and, you know, and renounce them in the name of Jesus. I renounce the lie that blah, 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 and send it immediately to the foot of the cross. And, and every time I do that, I just feel this mm-hmm. weight lift off of me. Mm-hmm. And then it opened up to another thing like, Oh, that's a lie. That's like, and then five minutes later, I was like, Oh, I'm feeling I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really cool. And I think before 
those things would have just continued to pile on your heart. Uh-huh. You just right. end up feeling really weighed or down. Push them down. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't feel them. Hide them somewhere deep, yeah. deep down. And or you, you start, them. or you start expelling it at somebody else. Right. right. Comes yeah. out on. Yeah. Else. Comes out at the kids is the most part. The kids uh-huh. or the husband or right. family. And yeah. we don't realize how much we're operating out of that place mm-hmm. um, of the lies of woundedness and 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 also on the flip side, you know, when you experience someone who maybe has, was mean to you or mm-hmm. controlling in the workplace mm-hmm. or whatever, like they too could be operating out of a place of woundedness. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of just makes you step back and think, okay, there's more to this. This isn't her personal attack against me mm-hmm. or what, whatever the situation And you don't have to be. receive it. Right. Well, yeah. Again, now you're in the kingdom mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now you're not looking at that person. Their actions is not that person. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're looking at the actions of the enemy. Right. Yeah. And so there's a spiritual realm and a spiritual battle that we're born into. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a matter of seeing that mm-hmm. versus accepting it as our circumstances. Yeah. Everybody's just awful. Everybody's just, yeah. <laughs> right. That person's just me. awful. That yeah. person's not the son. That, you know, their actions are the sum of that person. Right. Right. And again, that's that whole performance mentality mm-hmm. of, I'm not good enough. I got to earn it. My actions define me, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. Right? We don't Where, fight against people. We fight against principalities and powers. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's always the enemy's tactics is to go against your identity. Mm-hmm. And you're you're looking at, you know, and that's what I love about the theology of the body too. Mm-hmm. I love Christopher West when he said, let's look past the exterior and let me see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see you. And and in you, past your exterior, past everybody's exterior, which they're only seeing the type of the the top of the iceberg, right? They're not mm-hmm. seeing what's underneath the the waters. Yeah. Is you know the woundedness, the the alcoholic father, the mm. the years of mental abuse, or um, or maybe just mental problems that that they have. That's part yeah. of a chemical imbalance. I mean. Who knows? I mean, there's just mm-hmm. because every little piece, every little wound is an open door for the enemy to come tell lies mm-hmm. to that person to shape their life mm-hmm. and how they affect everyone else. Yeah. Right. And in yeah. Unbound, you're closing those doors. Unbound, we close the doors because yeah. we start declaring the truths. So we start mm-hmm. bringing our light to yeah. the lies. Mm-hmm. And where our light is, darkness cannot be. They oh, cannot so be the same place at the same time. It's it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's what we were given at our baptism. Yeah, We were given that light to go out and show the truth of things, mm. the truth of God, the truth of who we are. Yeah, And so people that, you know, like unbound and stuff, we start seeing them and their identity, mm-hmm. not on the outside, but yeah. we see them. I love the way Christopher West did that. Mm-hmm. I see you, yeah. not what's going on on the outside. I see you. Yeah. We talked about that on one of our podcasts. I think it'll come out before this one, the difference between looking versus seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. It was really powerful to me too. Yeah. In all stages of life, like everything, Yeah, you know, just being seen because we all desire to be seen. See. And I think that's a lot of what happens in, in prayer. prayer too. That's what happens right. in For our session. For the first time, You're maybe in their lives, they're really being seen and not just by another human being, which let's be real. We need to be seen by other human beings. It's, right. It's right. lovely to say the Lord sees you, but like sometimes I want to be seen by an actual person in front of me. Right. So like they're being seen by a real person, but they're also being seen 
by the Lord mm-hmm. and experiencing him. It's like that moment of the woman at the well and being seen for the first time and known and heard. And I prayed with a group of, um, with some teenage girls the other day. And basically all I did was pour their, yeah. you know, the belovedness over them. But the looks in their eyes, they were mm-hmm. just like, <gasps> like they'd never had mm-hmm. someone speak those words of truth over them before. Well, they get so much negativity yeah. and lies yeah. all day long. They just from the current culture. Every like I prayed one at a time with these girls, and every one of them just left with this like, like just look on their eyes of yeah. they were almost like frozen in joy. <laughs> like, it was the sweetest yeah. afterwards, I was like, well, this is fun. I should do this more often. <laughs> I like this. I like seeing this look in their eyes. But it's like that. The other thing that we talk about a lot is like championing people, like telling mm. them, yeah. "I see you. I see what you're doing for your family. I see the way that you're working hard. I see the way that you're loving mm. the Lord. I see that you're struggling." Mm-hmm. And just letting people be seen in your in your daily life mm-hmm. too, because. And you know what I love about the prophetic gifts? Mm. The prophetic gifts show that God sees. You. Yes, that's what it is. Mm. That's that's what, what yes. that's what they're there for. Talk to more speak about that. Into yeah. Yes. God sees you, you know, like when I'm praying with somebody mm. and God will put an image in my mind. Mm-hmm. I won't know what it is. Right. Um, like one time it was an Easter bunny, something I'm like, all right, I'm not going to tell them it's an Easter bunny. Um, <laughs> this. I'm seeing this. And, but then they're like, no, you're right. I said, well, I'm seeing an Easter bunny, how it's jumping from, you know, place to place, this little happy thing. She's like, yeah, I flit to thing to thing, but that's avoiding Mm, avoiding being in the right place so in that um she could see she could see the the reality but that's using our prophetic gifts Mm -hmm. as priest prophet Mm -hmm. and king to make god known to others Mm -hmm. because that's what we're called as a prophet when we use those gifts and i can tell somebody i've prayed with them and i said well i i see a stream i i see this really great place and she's like oh yeah that's where i go to pray every day and I'm like, then God sees that and he's meeting you there. Yeah. He knows. Mm. You You prophesy into that prophetic picture, that prophetic word that God gives you so that they know mm-hmm. God sees you. Mm-hmm. He's real. Oh, I, I and I've that. seen it happen multiple times where mm-hmm. um, one of the, you know, the prayer facilita- facilitator will receive a vision or a little glimpse of something and it will speak right to the yes. place of that person's heart where they so desperately needed it. Mm-hmm. And it and and I think that's that's the difference. That's being seen by the Lord. It's like all of a sudden there's this rush of oh, I'm known. Yeah. Right. And, right. And and sometimes it's like a little tiny detail that doesn't even matter with what they're praying about. It's not the answer to this big problem. It's just a little tiny delight of their heart. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's it and it just shows his gentleness mm-hmm, and his yeah. desire to care about every little detail yeah. of who we are and his intentionality yeah intentionality yeah that's a really good way to put it you know when he knows every hair on our head and every little thought mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. every little thought every little thing is important to him when you think all of the billions of people in the world how could he know me how could he know every little thing about me but when he tells you the littlest thing mm-hmm. about you, he he cares about yeah. everything he does. about you. Mm-hmm. He really does. I love this so much. <laughs> I just I just want to live more in a world where we have conversations like this, where yeah. we're open to the spirit and prophetic gifting, and and I I definitely don't by any means want to move away from the um, orthodoxy of the church. 
And I think that is beautiful and mm-hmm. holy. And I think it's like a both and. Because sometimes I think people are It is afraid. the orthodoxy of the it church. Is the or- it you. is the orthodoxy is, of the church. It, this is the church. That's the yeah. way it was created was with this level of movement of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and prophetic gifting and all the things. We were not born right. by a powerless God. It is the orthodoxy. Yeah. He's forever all all powerful, all present, yeah. all knowing. Yeah. And he doesn't want our church to be weak. We weren't made to be weak and powerless. No. Yeah. He gave the keys to Peter. I want you to have power to go out and make disciples. Right. Not sit and do the da, da, da. Yeah. Go, yeah. no, go. But instead we yeah. make it like go. an either or. You can either have a beautiful, reverent church or you can believe in the Holy Spirit. But no, 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 no. We can do both. Like, you can do both. We meant have to have both. We yeah. were meant to yeah. have both. Someone told me the other day that when people ask her, are you... Um, what, what was it? Are you charismatic or are oh. you traditional? And she said, I'm tradismatic. And I was like, Isn't that amazing? I love, I love that. So, like, I'm tradismatic. Yes, I want all the reverence. I want to, what, I want it to be the most beautiful, holy, life giving church and mass, but I also want to be open to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, I want both. It's a both and, I yeah. think. And it's all there. It's all there for the taking. Mm -hmm. It's all there in the gifting, in the sacraments. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. It's in the sacraments and people don't know. Mm -hmm. They stop coming to the sacraments. They start listening to the enemy and they be a little instead of the roaring lion they're meant to be. All they're meant to be. They are given. God doesn't want us to live in sorrow and fear and that's not yeah. why Jesus came. He came so that we would be free, right? We'd have life, life abundantly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Find your fire. Yeah, find yes. your fire. <laughs> exactly. I love how you've already exactly. mentioned that. We have like no plans for it yeah. whatsoever. But well, <laughs> well, yeah. that's happening. Well, now it will come. Now it has to happen. All right, guys. Well, I guess we should transition into what's God doing in your heart right now. Do we have to already? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. You're it's right. It's been a while. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Megan, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, um... I have this thing with bees and the Lord speaks to me through bees, which is funny because I'm actually terrified of bees, but I think they're real cute when you like draw them on a, <laughs> on a cartoon or something. Um, and so for a while I was just seeing all these bees everywhere I went, bees, bees, bees. And I asked him, you know, what does this mean? And, and he kind of gave me this vis- or word that I was a bee and that I flit from, from group to group, like kind of spreading light or spreading life. And, and then I really also have this love for honeycomb. And I was like, what does that mean? And, and he said the honeycomb is the firm foundation of where you can land and you can be recharged before you go back out and spread the gospel. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And so I've just kind of held on to that for the last couple of months. And then this last Sunday, or Saturday, it was a Holy Saturday Mass at the Family Fiat. And Father John was giving the homily to the kids. And he was so cute. He brought them all over and gave them way more words than their little brains could handle. But I was taking it all in. Because <laughs> he's such an amazing teacher. I mean, yeah, he his, is. Oh, my gosh. Father John, it's St. Albert. And um, so he's teaching to them about the Paschal candle. Mm-hmm. And he said, this candle is made of beeswax. I, huh, and I had never thought of this before. It has to be made of beeswax, and it has to be made from a certain type of bee called a virgin bee. Ooh, really? I know. And he explained like the beautiful symbolism of the virgin bee and the Virgin Mary and how uh-huh. it honors Mary. But I just and and this beeswax brings the light to the world. Yeah. And I just felt him say, the bees bring the light to the world. That's uh-huh. that's what they do. And so it's not just that I'm going from one place to the next to the next. It's yeah. like it's it's in, like you said. And so I've been having this 
feeling of like bringing light into the darkness. Mm -hmm. Like that is what he's saying to me with every time I see one of these bees is I'm calling you to bring light into this dark place. I'm calling you to remind them of who they are and whose they are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's fun. It's a good little reminder. That's really cool. Reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what about you, Teresa? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like the Lord is telling me in this this, um, period of my life that one, it's okay to be weak. Mm, that's a good message. It's okay to have problems. It's okay. Um, you know, when I was, I was saying to, er, to you earlier, it's just felt like there's so much going on in my life, in my family, where you're on the beach and, and mm. a wave comes and knocks you over and yeah. you're like, you know, at first when you're a strong Christian, you're like, I'm going to get up. I'm good. Right. I'm good. My light's okay. My candle's still lit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then another wave comes and knocks you down and you're like, okay, I'm getting up. Mm-hmm. My candle's lit. I'm here. And then another wave comes and knocks you down and pretty mm-hmm. soon you're just laying there like, Lord, light my candle. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it's already lit. Don't believe the lie. Mm, don't yeah. believe the lie where you're at is where I want you and in your surrender in your weakness I will be stronger yeah and so what he's doing in my life is just stripping me from um any self-reliance mm. and uh, know that he's got me no matter what and that you know I can be weak and that's okay that doesn't mean I can't be strong in ministry. Mm-hmm. Because the lie is that if we're weak, we can't be strong in ministry. But that's a lie. Mm-hmm. I think if you're weak and you allow him to strengthen you, that makes for better ministry. Right. Yeah. We can't be strong on our own. Like We need yeah. his strength to pour into us to make the most effective ministry. Yeah. And because yeah. we have problems doesn't mean we're not good enough for ministry. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's yeah. in spite of our problems. Everything, you know, Jesus didn't There's say, no Jesus didn't say that there wouldn't be problems. Right. He just says, I'm here through that. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't cause it, but I'm here for you. Just, yeah. just keep looking mm-hmm. at me. Keep your eyes on me. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at. That's good. That's beautiful. That's really good. I love that. Um, for me, I am just in a place um you know the phrase uh going from grace to grace Mm. i've never really understood what that means so it's kind of like what you say about um how they said the god of abraham the god of isaac that sort of thing. reminding yourself that grace has come before and it will come again yeah yeah and living off of the life giving i don't know how you know how it just gave you life and and energy and joy to Mm -hmm. be in that moment of grace um and for me that's that's whenever i can the moments whenever like I can very loudly see and hear God moving mm-hmm. and, and orchestrating things. And then, um, so right now I'm just in this period of, of waiting, of stillness, of being attentive, um, and resting there mm-hmm. in preparation for the next mm. movement. It's almost like will. a mountain to mountain and yeah. in the valley you're kind of resting. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm, that's good. So... I like that. Okay, thank you yeah. for explaining that to me. <laughs> I hear people say that all the time, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's how I took it. I don't know if that's right, but that's how I took it. Awesome. So, um, yeah, he's, he's as ever-present here as he was in that mm-hmm. time when he was loud. Yeah, well, and going back and remembering the grace before helps mm-hmm. you to keep mm-hmm. eyes fixed on the fact that grace will come again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're in place of, of hard 
hard mm-hmm. times and darkness and feeling very weak, you can rely on his strength that he brought before yeah. to know that yeah. you're, you're still held. You're yep. not just down in the valley by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 and yep, that's yep. why St. Ignatius always says, in times of spiritual consolation, mm. write that stuff out. Right. Because yeah. that, that is your plan in your time of desolation. Mm. Let me go back to these things. Let me go back to all of the times Jesus was so real and so mm-hmm. present and all of these things because mm. that's the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. and for me, even in a time of deep, deep spiritual attack and sadness and heartache, that's a good time to write it out too because mm-hmm. that's when he would speak the most to my heart. So then you receive, I would receive these little consolations. Right. And so the next time I was in a really hard place like that, I can remember yeah. that consolation from last time. That's good. All right, guys. So if anybody wants to um, come to the Mercy of God Prayer Center, we will put that information in our show notes and they sure. can contact you, right? Yeah. Yeah. For prayer. We would love it. Awesome. And also for those classes, is that open to anybody? Yeah, we're going to start. Um, any, well, we'll talk, you know, we talk a little bit. We have an initial class to say, mm-hmm. is this for you? It's, it's, it's not for a beginner as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's someone who's already on a spiritual walk. So mm-hmm. like, like I said, you know, we're the next step. So, right. um, yeah, we start new classes in the fall, this awesome. summer, um, or this summer we'll be starting to advertise and it'll be on our website and it'll be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to new classes and growing. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, thank well, you so much. Thank you. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. I'm telling you, I still don't feel like we've had enough conversation with you. <laughs> After yeah. this, now, like, and now we need more Teresa in our lives yeah. because well, you are our you. people, and well, I love this you. so much. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for spreading the gospel, for loving people, for being a place for um, for the Holy Spirit to speak and heal his his wounded beloveds because. You're making a difference. And I know it's hard and life is throwing a lot at you right now, but the Lord has a big anointing for you. Thank you. I'm thankful for you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey guys, so are you ready to go in for healing prayer now? <laughs> I hope so. Um, my husband actually had a chance to receive healing prayer last Friday night. We're doing a Healing the Whole Person um, video series at our parish, and it was so amazing to hear him explain what went on in his heart, and it was exactly what we have been taught. And he didn't know any of those things. Like, you know, the way the Holy Spirit it just speaks to our hearts, It's it was just fantastic. And I feel like he has been set free from so much of what he was holding on to. So I just hope that we all get that opportunity at some point. So if you're ever at one of our His Beloved events, we always have healing prayer teams there. Please go and take advantage of it. If you haven't, if you maybe came to the last one and didn't get to get in for healing prayer, you can always make an appointment with our prayer ministers. Um, you can contact Kendra and I, and we would love to help you too. So it's well, well worth it. All right, guys. So this is our last episode of the summer. We're going to take a break and be with our families. We also have another podcast called Girls Arise, a podcast for Catholic girls. So if you have a Catholic girl in your life, please listen to it. Um, Even if you don't have a Catholic girl, (laughs) everything that we teach over there is high level theology, the same stuff we would teach to women. And so we have a little little bit more fun with it maybe, but it's the same level. And so we're not dumbing anything down for little girls. 
we are actually speaking very um, intentionally to their hearts and to what God is calling them to and, and setting the bar pretty high. So adults can listen too, especially if you have any teens in your life that you would like to speak to. But even if you don't, you are welcome there. So please come over there and join us. And maybe if you're new to His Beloved, go back and listen to some of our past podcasts this summer. We have some great ones with priests from our diocese and some other fantastic authors. And then you can also hear more of Kendra and I and some of our stories on those podcasts. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic summer. We have some plans for His Beloved that we haven't gotten a chance to um, advertise yet. So keep an eye on our Instagram page and our emails, and we will let you know before our next event comes. And we hope to see you there. And if we see you in person anywhere, come say hi and and let us know, you know, if the podcast is speaking to you, share it with a friend and, um, and tell us what God's doing in your heart, because that means the world to us. All right. Bye, guys.